We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's October 12th, it's 2022. We have two baseball games to talk about here today. Kind of a smaller slate. I was going to preview the Thursday night football game, and then I realized it was Chicago at Washington. And uh, yeah, I oof, what a rough one. We'll see. Uh, where we're at here in a little while, but baseball slate's good. I mean, we have two solid games, Philadelphia at Atlanta, San Diego at LA taking on the Dodgers. So, I mean, in that aspect of things, it's a, uh, it's interesting. The baseball baseball is great. If you watched um, any of the baseball games on Tuesday, saw so your Alvarez hit a, a huge home run. Um, that game was phenomenal. Ton of scoring in the Philadelphia Atlanta game. Uh, that was a, it was a fun game to watch was watching that earlier today. Dodgers are beating the Padres as I'm recording this. And um, yeah, I mean, the Yankees handled the guardians four to one Rizzo with a big home run in that game. So yeah, I mean, fun slate. I think Cole was the only starter to get a win. Um, Urias has a chance to get a win. So small slate. We are brought to you by sleeper fantasy. If you haven't checked them out, head on over there, check them out. Love what they're doing over there with the fantasy prop game. It's a ton of fun. Their pro their platform is really easy to use. If you haven't checked them out, use promo code grinders, hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars. It's, I mean, it's a fantasy prop based site. That is a ton of fun to play. We have a RG Roto Grinder squad. And if you haven't signed up, use the code grinders and it instantly puts you in the RG squad. And like I said, you get that 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. Um, absolutely phenomenal. And if you have signed up already and you're over there on Sleeper and you haven't joined the Roto Grinder squad, if you go into the podcast description, there's a link right there that says join the RG squad. 
and you can join the squad. Uh, yeah, it was a, I mean, I had a rough NFL week five and we'll talk about that more on the football podcast tomorrow, but, uh, I'm always posting stuff over there and sleeper. Like I said, I, I really have enjoyed it. Um, hopefully you didn't follow the stuff that I posted last week because it wasn't good. Uh, it was, it was the worst NFL week I've had so far, but, um, no excuses. We get back on it and, uh, we'll talk football tomorrow's podcast Thursday week six keith would be joining me so be fun to do that let's talk some baseball we got philadelphia at atlanta earlier the two games here this game opened at 175 atlanta it's down to 135 most books now um find that somewhat interesting it's still a seven total on most books it's wheeler going up against kyle wright there are some potential weather in this one we'll see um how that plays out throughout the day but we're gonna still break this one down Getting started with Zach Wheeler going up against Atlanta. Wheeler is a pitcher that has upside, and all four of these pitchers are are good pitchers. We got Kershaw, Wheeler, Darvish, and Wright. Um, Pricing is really soft to be able to build just about whatever you want. Um, So that opens up the door for tournaments and how you could potentially get a little different. You know, there's plenty of strikeouts in this Atlanta lineup. I think Wheeler is an interesting tournament play. You know, especially with Atlanta still being the favorite in this game and as good as this offense is, there's some downside, but there's a ton of strikeouts in this lineup, 25% strikeout rate in the projected lineup here. So good strikeout matchup for Wheeler, who has a 27% K rate on the season, 11% swinging strike rate. So definitely, you know, going to be looking at his strikeout prop as well as potentially playing him in tournaments. In the playoffs, I, I tend to stick to one type, one lineup um, per site. So, and I don't know how I did. I know I did not hit the Ranger Suarez prop, but I think the rest of the props that I ended up playing yesterday um, hit. Um, yeah. I'll get a four for five if Cody Bellinger gets a total base here. Just needs one. So we'll see how that plays out. But anyway, um, I mean, Kyle Wright on the other side of this game, Philadelphia has a, a really decent lineup. Kyle Wright is someone who started the season on a really strong note, finished the season. He was okay. He wasn't as good as he was at the beginning of the year. Still comes into this game with a massive ground ball rate, um, 12% swinging strike rate, and a 23.5% strikeout rate. 3.75 xFIP on the season. A little bit higher than his ERA, but huge ground ball guy. We tend to see that with ground ball pitchers. Um, the bottom half of this Philly lineup will be a lot different than it was yesterday. They kind of loaded it up with those righties, so we'll see some lefties back in the lineup here with higher strikeout rates, which kind of benefits right because he does strike out lefties at a higher clip. He also gives up more hard contact to lefties, so I think either one of these pitchers are in play. It's four. I mean, it's four teams. It's two games, so anything goes on a slate like this. Um, you know, definitely play the ownership game. We don't have projected ownership here night before, but definitely play the ownership game in this one. Looking at the bats here for Philadelphia, obviously a ton of interest in Schwarber and Harper. 
strikeout rate, like I said, for right is higher against lefties, but 42% hard hits uh, to lefties with a 29% swinging or hard to soft contact ratio. So a lot of hard contact going to be made here. Schwarber and Harper, 45 and 48% for those two guys as far as hard hit rates go. Schwarber's a huge fly ball guy, which benefits um, here from a ground ball pitcher. Ground ball pitcher, fly ball hitter, line drives. Um, so with the hard hits and the line drives, if Schwarber is making contact here, it's going to be hard contact. Um, if you're looking at Schwarber and Harper, you obviously can add in Hoskins, Romuto, Castellanos. Um, it'd be interesting to see if Philadelphia hits Hall here. Um, he struggled. Oh, he, he was, that's right. They left him off of the, NLDS roster, so Hall won't be in this game. That's my bad. Um, I I actually remember reading that too, and he struggled down the stretch too. He had big power against left-handed pitching, um, so that would have been interesting. But I think Bryson Stott will be in the lineup here at three K. If he draws a decent lineup spot, he could be a fourth, fifth piece of a stack. You know, to save a little bit of money, you're you're paying up for Harper and Schwarber. Pitching's cheap. It's extremely doable to stack a, a good team today. As far as Atlanta goes, Wheeler is not someone that I typically like to stack against, but it's playoff baseball. Um, anything's possible here. He's pitched fantastic against this team this year, but he has allowed some home runs. So if you want a home run chase here with Olsen or, or Riley or Acuna, Harris is someone that I don't mind in this spot. Um, he tends to go overlooked when people are playing Atlanta. And he, I mean, he's 257 ISO, 390 Woba, 48.5% hard hits. Uh, he leads this team in hard hits versus right-handed pitching this season. Fewer at-bats, don't get me wrong. But Harris has had a great season. And with him hitting towards the bottom of the order, um, he's just going to be overlooked. You know, Harris is 44. Olsen is 44. So this stack is um, extremely doable here. And yeah, I mean, this is a spot that I don't mind either of the pitchers or either of the bats in this game. It's, again, ownership type of plays for me on these smaller two-game playoff slates. San Diego at LA taking on the Dodgers. Seven and a half total here. Dodgers a 200 favorite. We got Hugh Darvish going up against Clayton Kershaw. In this one, I mean, looking looking at this matchup for Darvish and any right-handed pitcher against the Dodgers all year, it's tough. I mean, I the Dodgers were the team that I liked the most yesterday. They got to Clevenger early in that game, got him out of there. Uh, Darvish, definitely a better pitcher than Clevenger this year. 28.5% strikeouts against left-handed hitters. Um the strikeout rate goes down a little bit against righties. The problem with the Dodgers is they just they're so good right-handed and left-handed. You know, Betts, Turner, Smith, Turner um on righties and then Freeman, Muncie, Lux, uh, you know, as the lefties hitters in this lineup. So they're just they're such a, a tough lineup to just get out in general. So I think that Darvish is probably my least favorite of the four. But the flip side of that is if he's going to be the lowest owned of the four, 
I think he's definitely playable. Um, again, all of these guys could go out and pitch good games. It, the matchups are are thrown out the window when it gets to this time in the year, uh, just because I mean it, it's the best lineups going up against the best pitchers, and it's that time of the year where baseball is just fantastic to watch. As far as Clayton Kershaw, I expect a very similar lineup here for the Padres that they had yesterday um, going up against Julio Urias. Kershaw, 28% Ks on the season. They they babied him down the stretch as far as pitch count goes. I expect them to open it back up here and let him see 95 to 105 pitches. And this guy, he's been pitching fantastic here um, down the stretch. San Diego, tough lineup in the middle here with Machado and Dury and Myers. Soto, lefty-lefty. Kershaw is still so incredibly good against lefties. 0.028 ISO against left-handed hitters this season. So, I mean, Soto is the guy you worry about the most. The Cronenworth should be in there as well. And, I mean, they had Grisham in the lineup yesterday. So, if they're going to throw three lefties in this lineup against Clayton Kershaw, it's hard not to have a lot of interest in Kershaw. Obviously, you're worried about Machado. You're worried about Dury. Myers is going to be hard hits or strikeouts. So, that's, you know, kind of okay when you're looking at it. So definitely have interest here in Clayton Kershaw. As far as the Padres bats go, man, I have a ton of interest in Dury and Machado. Dury has absolutely crushed left-handed pitching this season. So I really like this spot for him. And I would assume that he goes a little overlooked here. People didn't like playing him at all in the second half of this season. Um, He's second base eligible. I think he's the best second base play on the slate today. So definitely like this spot for him. Tough matchup. And you can play a hitter against your pitcher in the playoffs, especially in the smaller slates. I don't mind it. So I don't mind playing Kershaw and Dury on the same team. The Dodgers, I mean, everybody is in play here. Darvish is good. During the regular season, we're probably not playing a lot of Dodgers here, um, but this lineup is just so good top to bottom. Really like the righties in this spot, Betts. Um, Trey Turner is a huge ground ball hitter facing a fly ball pitcher, so really like him in this spot. Plus, he gives you so much upside on the base paths as well. You know, He's someone that will run and just get you upside stolen base-wise. I think he finished the season with like 17 stolen bases, and three or four of them were against the Padres, so... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like this spot for Trey Turner, ton of upside, not only power wise, but a lot of upside on the, the base paths as well. Uh, Muncie Smith, these guys are all in play. It's really just going to come down to ownership. Um, I mean, if the Dodgers are going to be a little lower owned here because they're facing Darvish and the Phillies are facing like Kyle Wright and the Braves are facing Zach Wheeler. It's, it's so tough. To kind of guess where ownership is going to be night before. But I'll I'll definitely be checking in around like 2.30, 3 o'clock when I start building my team here and looking at what we're looking at ownership-wise. Um, but overall, I mean, any any pitcher, any team really in play in this one, which hate saying that and hate being that um, broad, but check ownership. 
play the ownership game here. Play some game theory and uh, get different with your lineups because any of these four teams and any of these four pitchers could have good games today. Quickly talk about this Washington Commanders Chicago Bears game. Um, gosh, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this game. I am taking the Thursday slate off um, unless we get some ridiculous passing props for fields that I can take some unders on, but it doesn't look like there's anything that's standing out too much here. 38 total Chicago favored by one. Uh, I mean, as bad as the Thursday night games have been, I feel like this game is going to be a shootout just to be uber contrarian. Um, Washington has been terrible against the pass this year. Chicago has been terrible against the run this year. Neither one of these teams um, set up well. I mean, on the Washington side of this game, oh gosh, man, it is so hard to look at this game and be like, oh, I really want to play fantasy. And then you're like, oh my gosh, look at the tournament sizes for this thing. Um, I mean, on the Washington side, we'll have to see if Brown and Dotson are going to play. Um, I highly doubt Dotson plays here dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, Brown practice a little bit on Tuesday. Um, Logan Thomas didn't practice on Tuesday. So I wouldn't be shocked if we see Dotson and Thomas miss this game. Not too concerned about Carson Wentz. They don't seem like it's a huge deal. Uh, I mean, I definitely like Gibson in this spot, but I also am a little concerned that they're going to try to get Robinson the ball as well. So I don't know what we're going to be looking at. Is this going to be a a split backfield is it going to be robinson's backfield and so i'm concerned about that i think if i'm playing anybody here it's samuel mclaurin again maybe like if robinson was cheaper i still think he's cheap enough to play him they did let him you know he had nine, ran the ball nine times um in a game they lost against tennessee um so we knew he was going to be on a pitch count. It's a short week. What are we looking at for him in this spot? Um, gosh, I feel like getting the running back situation right here for Washington could be huge because of how bad Chicago has been against the run this year. They're not the greatest team against the pass either. So, I mean, taking a shot maybe on like McLaurin, Samuel Robinson or Gibson. I don't think I'm playing Wentz. I think kickers and defenses are very much in play here. Um, just don't think it's going to be a great football game. On the Bears side, I, I mean, Justin Fields, the max amount he's thrown this year was 22 times. He threw for 208 yards last week against Minnesota. Um, had one of his best games. They did not win that game. Um, I don't know what to think here. The, Washington's been so bad against the pass, and they've, they've stopped the run really well. Overall, DVOA, they're about 20th. Um, so, I mean, contrarian-wise, would be to fade Montgomery at 10-4. Had four catches um, for 62 yards. We had a rushing touchdown last week. Um, came back, and I mean, he played a good a bit with the knee and the ankle. So... I mean, just getting different with Chicago 
again, kickers and defense is very much in play this week. Um, we've seen from time to time that St. Brown could have a long play and show a little bit of upside. He might be like someone to look at contrarian wise in this one. Um, yeah, I just, you know, we really haven't seen them throw the ball enough. Cole Komet's getting more involved in the passing game in recently. But, I mean, if either of these teams get up, they're just going to try to pound the rock. This is going to be a slow-paced game um, with with not a ton of scoring. So, I mean, the Bears like to play slow. Washington is a team that plays the pace of their opponents from what we've seen so far. So, I think it's going to be a slow-paced game, low-scoring. Um, first look for me is be very, very bankroll management type of game and you know maybe play a few lineups just for entertainment purposes, um, play some props that we could maybe take advantage of here. Um, I haven't seen a ton of fantasy prop sites um, have the, this game available yet. I think more throughout today, Wednesday, we'll see it. Um, like Sleeper has some stuff up for this game. It's not a ton of stuff. So they have Robinson at 40 and a half rushing yards. Samuel um, at four and a half receptions at first look. I definitely don't hate that. He's still, I mean, he's only not hit this one time. So over four and a half receptions for Samuel is something that I like. I like the Santos field goal makes. So that'd be a little like uh morning grind early week two man that I'm going to put it in right now. Um, throw this in there. All in for this one over Samuel four and a half and over one and a half Santos field goals over there on sleeper. Going to go for the classic three X all in play. There you go. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow on Thursday, breaking down the NFL week six, main slate hope everyone has a fantastic wednesday we'll see you again tomorrow